0: Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) Happy launch day.
1: Happy launch day. We've been working on this for months. It's so exciting to see it all come out.
0: Mm -hmm. We are talking about the Marsha's Pride Henley and Keeper, which Jen's wearing, um, from our athleisure collection. Those two patterns are officially available today. If you pre-ordered, you can download them. If you didn't pre-order, you can buy them. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's also the first day of our super big annual pattern sale.
0: Our unbirthday sale. Our I don't know if we sale. officially called it that, but.
1: <laughs> I call it my anniversary sale.
0: But, That's um, true. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: I just grew up, well, Jen and I both have July birthdays, everyone. And growing up, bringing cupcakes to school on your birthday was a big deal although I have sad stories about being like the only person with homemade cupcakes and nobody wanted to try them. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a whole thing, <laughs> but even, even more of a childhood trauma than that is being a July birthday and not getting to bring in cupcakes on my yeah. birthday. So I would always bring them in on my half birthday. That's what we did at my school for the summer kids. And uh, it's sort of trained me to feel like January is somehow also (laughs) my birthday, but it's not at all. (laughs) But December is your half birthday. (laughs) No, it's not. Our half birthday is January. If you're born in July. I guess you're
1: right. I guess you're right.
0: Mm -hmm. I
1: guess I don't think of it that way because my birthday is July 24th. And so it was always Christmas Eve in July is how my dad told me he remembered my birthday but my mom was like a professional cake decorator so um you didn't have that (laughs) well i did because we didn't do a half birthday thing Mm. um and also so i never got to take any treats in um and my birthday because it was in july and like it was the 80s and we didn't have air conditioning and i lived in the armpit of the united states which is maryland yeah. Um, meant that my brother could pick out any fancy cake he wanted but I had to be mindful of the fact that mine was going to melt and so oh. I couldn't do any of the cool structural things even my best friend whose birthday was in February got like tiered cakes for her birthday
0: that's really unfair I'm Thank so you. sorry baby chat
1: so happy birthday friend
0: <laughs> happy unbirthday <laughs> happy unbirthday slash anniversary sale Yes. My design then, anniversary is in October, so yeah. for me, it's just an unbirthday sale. Yeah. But it's our first sale together as One Wild.
1: And listen, if any of y'all are out there celebrating a birthday, happy birthday! But more importantly, if you're celebrating an unbirthday, a very happy unbirthday from us from One yes, Wild. Yes, very happy unwild unbirthday. Wild unbirthday. <laughs> 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 it's very early. It
0: is early. We're recording in the morning, which is rare. There might be more moody lighting here in Florida. Mornings are moodier usually.
1: Well, we have snow, so all my lighting is harsh blue gray lighting.
0: You have snow, my children will be so. I mean, jealous. it's like
1: dump snow. We've had like four dump snows where you like. It's mostly just white grass.
0: My chickens grew up in California. And Florida so they are snow deprived they ask me all the time do you think there's snow in Connecticut right now <laughs> like,
1: do you I don't think know you could be living that snow life without us <laughs> they don't understand no. if you
0: ever want to get over snow really fast live in New York City because there's no such thing as a snow day there there's just like,
1: like today down, when right? you
0: walk to the subway the snow is coming up to your knees have fun <laughs>
1: no it's terrible i don't want it thank you i prefer this dumb snow but this is a pro this is a like a pro photo tip for anybody um Mm -hmm. if you're unhappy with the harshness of your photos or how impersonal they look um do your recording or take your photos in the late afternoon in the warm tone light um and not on a snow day
0: Mm -hmm. or adjust your white balance to add some warmth in there really i've never that's fake Well, now I have my phone (laughs) makes it really easy now. I got the got the Pixel. (laughs) Anyway, this is not sponsored, not advertised by Google Phone. This is the best Um, talk we've ever done about upper chest, (laughs) right? I'm I was just gonna say I think we're supposed to be talking about titties.
1: Titties. We're talking talking
0: about well, we're talking about chests and sizing with your upper bust. We had a nice robust email that went out last week in the One Wild Post about this, which means we'll have a future blog about it, future article. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Article. We are not um, mommy wine bloggers. We are.
1: (laughs) I don't know why I'm so resistant to the word blog, but first of all, it's an ugly word. It just makes me feel like I'm going to
0: be on Tumblr for the rest of my life, even though I haven't been on Tumblr since I was like 22. Listen, I have no idea what's going on over there right now. If you are on Tumblr, we'd love a comment about it. The last I heard, it was like a good place for porn. Oh.
1: Yep. We are going so many places this morning. We're just supposed to be going to boobs. <laughs> except not, like everywhere except boobs, really. Because we're here to talk about upper chest today, um, which is the key measurement that we think um, gives the most people the best chance of success with choosing a size.
0: Yeah. And this is particularly in um, patterns that are designed using a women's chart. Uh, although, would you say that you would also recommend for male or male-presenting bodies to size based on their upper chest?
1: Ask me that in two weeks.
0: I will ask you again in two weeks.
1: Yeah. Somewhere we need to, to write to it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It'll be in the style guide. Uh, I'm getting ready to work on a men's pattern. If i get got everything else off my to-do list that I'm a little bit sick about. Uh, but that's next on what I'll be grading up. Um, and so I've got my chart. Mm. Awesome. I'm doing a little bit of research and reflecting before I make some determinations about size guidance. Yeah. Is
0: this your first time using that chart?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh,
0: how exciting. Yeah. And intimidating. I'd be intimidated, but I feel you enjoy the grading questions and answers.
1: I do. I like a puzzle. Yeah.
0: I like to feel confident.
1: (laughs) You know, that's really an interesting thing, you know? I do too, but maybe not in academic-y stuff. I like to feel confident in true. art. If you've ever seen me make art, you know that I'm a wreck because I'm like, what if I wrote it? Like the whole way through.
0: <laughs> I feel like I've accepted, or if I understand that not feeling confident is part of the process, I can have confidence in that period. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like painting, there's usually a not confident part of painting something, at least for me, for sure. But. I still, I am one of those people that's like had the same hobbies for 30 years. Like all the things I like to do, I've like always done. So it's not that I won't try new things, but I clearly do enjoy staying in my familiar practices also.
1: I think grownups do this a lot. It's really hard to have that beginner spirit as a grownup because we're so used to doing things that we're good at. Yeah. Yeah. But knitting presents a lot of places to
0: grow all the time, which is something we're always talking about. And we're talking about upper bust today and sizing based on upper bust or upper chest, same measurement, just different words. Um, Because this is a question a lot of beginners send out to us or people who are new to our patterns, right? So almost all of our sweater patterns or top garment patterns are going to include uh, recommended sizing based on the upper chest. Now, our back library from our baby designer days may not have that. And I will say that with like my first couple of patterns, the sizing guidance might not be as clear as it is now. We've really refined what we add to our patterns. Um, But most of them still are going to recommend sizing based on upper chest. So Jen, do you want to give a rundown of like what that means?
1: Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, what we really want to do is we want to make sweaters that fit our whole bodies. Um, And our full bust for those of us who have breasts um, is a lower torso measurement that is not at all predictive of the rest of our bodies. Right. We can all experience this by... At the end of the night, like going in our room and taking off our bras, suddenly our full bust changes. Has our body changed size? It has not. So to have us um, build a size based on a measurement that, first of all, is very low on the body, it's several inches beneath the underarm, um, when we know we want to be fitting top down from the shoulders to the hip, um, it, it just doesn't give us the best fit possible. It takes into account a lot of variability. Um In the bus size. And so what we really want to do is we want to get down to how big is your body? How big is your torso? How big are other measurements like your cross neck, your cross shoulder, and your arm side depth? And upper chest tends to be a much better predictor of those other key fit measurements, which can be hard to take on ourselves. It can be difficult to get your cross shoulder measurement yourself, and it can be difficult to measure your own arm side and your own cross neck because it's kind of a a caliper measurement and we're not, you know, we don't, most of us don't have calipers. So yeah. upper chest can give us a chance to um, get a measurement that's very easy to get that can predict our fit better.
0: I have a quick question. Mm-hmm. Do you have calipers?
1: <laughs> I do not.
0: <laughs> I am surprised. I feel like you would. <laughs> Maybe I should get you them for your unbirthday.
1: Yeah, skip me calipers person a coding on. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> 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 so, um,
0: so, yes. So upper chest is essentially measuring your chest without any breast tissue. And this also accounts for, we've talked about this plenty of times, the fact that um, size charts make a prediction about your cup size based on your upper chest size. So they, size charts assume people on the smaller end of the size range have a smaller cup size and on the larger end of the size range have a larger cup size. And that is based on data. It's not just assumed, but um, we know that breast tissue is probably the most variable measurement. So choosing a size based on your full bust doesn't give you that information about how your full bust actually relates to the rest of your torso. Um, whereas the upper chest measurement is going to tell you a much better idea of your armside depth um, and other key measurements. So especially when we're looking at um, garments, right? We're talking about fitting from the top down because we've also mentioned this before, but as a recap, Things will fit the best when they fit well, really through the chest and the uh arm side or the armhole, right? Yeah. And
1: not only that, but if you fit something else and then you go back and adjust one of those fit measurements, you will have undone the fit work you did here.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your audio just cut out for me, but I'm not sure if that happened.
1: Oh. Well, what I said, uh, wise that if we fit from the middle, right? So if we make, like, we change the depth of a bus start or we add shaping under the arms or something, and then we go and we change the fit at the shoulder, then we've moved the location of those adjustments we just made. And then we would need to go back and upload them. How's my sound? It's back. Yeah. I'm okay, not good. sure if it was in the official recording or not.
0: So not a big deal. Um, yeah, absolutely. So are there constructions that you would not use upper chest to size for and or are there situations where you wouldn't use your upper chest measurement?
1: Yeah, there are. But um, first, let's talk about how to take upper chest. So upper chest is going to be measured. um, You're used to taking your bust measurement, which is a circumference parallel to the ground around the widest part of your breasts. Upper chest, you're going to slip that measuring tape up under your arms and make it kind of as small as it can go without being tight. So that means it's going to be flat across your back, and it's going to be flat across the front of your chest, but it's going to be at a little bit of an angle under your arms. And that happens because kind of the front of your underarm is higher than the back of your underarm. So there's a little bit of a hypotenuse there. So it's not going to be parallel to the ground, um, and Mm -hmm. it's not going to correspond with any row in your sweater. So you won't see upper chest measurement given on a schematic Because it's a body measurement, not a garment measurement. And so to answer your question, um, I prefer, we can get a pretty, we can get pretty close with upper chest. We think it's going to give the most people the best fit possible with doing the least amount of work, but you will always get a better fit by looking at the individual measurements on your schematic and comparing them to what you want to have. And specifically um, a set in sleeve garment, I would always choose my size based on the cross front every time. And then I would modify everything else I needed to do to get that fit there. Because the whole garment in a set and sleeve hinges upon that. And it should correspond. Some of us, it won't. Yeah. There is
0: no one measurement that we could say, like, size based on this one. And there will be no outliers, right? So, like – right. What I'm saying is no matter which which measurement we make that primary size guidance, you need to check the schematic to see if there are variables where you might want to adjust something. Like within the same designer, you might be able to say, like, I know this size chart that OneWild uses. Um, Like for me, I want to add at least an extra inch to our um, upper arm measurements because my upper arm... Is larger than predicted in our size chart but that doesn't necessarily translate to another designer and even within the same design house you know it's a good idea to check each pattern just to see there may have been some adjustment or tweak that's been made to the size chart um so it's part of starting the pattern it's like looking at that schematic and comparing it to your measurements
1: And you can always compare the schematic measurements to another garment that you have that you either love the fit of, or I would love the fit if I just changed one thing. Mm -hmm. And that that also also gives
0: you an... Go ahead. I was going to say that also gives you the opportunity to make style choices. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes folks will tell me, um, you know, I knit this according to instruction. It is the size that I chose, but I don't... It's bigger than I wanted it to be. And then I'm, I'm sort of like, well, you could have chosen to make a smaller size if yeah. you didn't want, you know, th- all of that is baked in and given. But if you don't spend that time exploring the schematic, sometimes you're surprised or sometimes the length isn't right or things like this that can be really easy adjustments, but they're kind of a bummer to realize after the fact.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, the other set of measurements that would give me pause on choosing based on upper chest is um somebody who had a really really dramatic pear shape so if your shoulders are going to be like a size 28 but your hips are going to be like uh excuse me let's say if your shoulders are like a size two um but your hips are like a size 12 right then you're probably going to have a better fit in knitting without completely rewriting the pattern by splitting the difference a little bit um mm. particularly if your arms also get wider and your bust gets wider and you have a belly and hips those people will probably have a better fit um, by splitting the difference because they're going to be relying on the knit fabric to move and travel some
0: um mm, yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. so yeah and in that case if there in a dramatic pear-shaped body, I would imagine that the upper portion of the chest wouldn't slide around as much because there's more body taking up that lower portion of the sweater. Yeah. Okay.
1: yeah. If you have a lot, of, a lot of outlier measurements, or like we have some people in our audience who have really large breasts um, that mm-hmm. require substantial modification, those bodies, uh, we're often not making a totally tailored 3D fit. Um, And so to get a better fit right out of the gate, uh, those bodies are going to probably go up a size Mm. and just count on the breast stealing some of that fabric. Um, And it won't be what we would consider a technically perfect fit, but it will be a better fit right out of the box. Yeah. And it will be a better fit. We're talking about really dramatic curves. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And someone like that isn't really able to get even a decent fit in like fast fashion or off the rack a lot of the time.
1: So I find that the more I talk about fit on all on my platforms, um, the more I have to add caveats, right? Because, you know, like people are like, oh, but I did what you said and maybe it didn't work out for me. And so the more I talk about fit and the more that people come here for fit, the more I feel like we need to say this is – you know, everybody's going to have some outlier measurements, and some of us are going to have more dramatic outlier measurements. And you're always going to get your best fit by relying on this schematic and your own judgment. Um, but we want you to be able to have a good experience with knitting while you're building your skill set. And so, some of sometimes our answers are going to be a little more technical, and sometimes they're going to be a little more. Here's what I would do for you at your experience level. Does that make sense? That
0: absolutely makes sense. And I'll add here that. Um, Even in cases of outliers, virtually everyone will have a better fit from choosing based on their upper chest versus full chest or full bust measurement, um, which is sort of the more dated way of choosing a size. And you'll see that in some patterns that are out there still and in even like my first patterns that I recommend choosing based on a full bust. And some of the things that happen when you choose based on full chest measurement versus the upper chest are um, if you do have bigger breasts that you're going to have a top that slides around a lot if you're in a size that's too big. So my things were always falling off of my shoulders before I learned how to size properly. Um, and if you're sizing based on your full chest and your breasts are smaller than predicted, you're going to keep ending up with garments that feel too tight or too small. Yeah, especially
1: from the underarm up.
0: Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So if this sounds like you and you haven't explored upper chest, that's a really good place to start. Um, And yeah, from there, we may all refine. Um, You know, maybe you don't have any more to refine, but a lot of us are going to have some measurements in the schematic that we want to tweak a little bit in order to have that perfect fit. Yeah.
1: um yeah yeah and when we write our patterns um we will still put in the recommended ease at the bust so if you're a knitter who's always had success using full bust um because an average is an average for a reason we know y'all are out there um, then mm-hmm. that information is still in there and then we get knitters who say to us well if i choose based on upper chest then I don't have as much ease as you've recommended at the full bust or I have more ease than you've recommended at the full bust. And that's when it's time to make a modification, depending on how extreme that difference is. Um, If you have other garments that have the same amount of ease and you like them, then you proceed. Um, If it's going to be too tight, then you would add bust arts. You wouldn't add more width there, but you would add length um, to kind of accommodate for that. And this is something that we go into more deeply in our bust art classes. So I'm not going to dig into it here. Um, yeah, but and then if it's too big, you would want to reduce some of the stitches that you would otherwise be um, shaping between the neck and the. You would want to make that torso measurement a little smaller, um, if you were somebody who had a, a too much ease.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
1: all
0: right, we've covered all this, and satin sleeves. Again, we said to use. Cross shoulder is the best measurement for set and sleeve. Um, you, might, you may find that your upper chest and your cross shoulder, a lot of times those will be the same size. So mm-hmm. it, it can be easier to, like Jen said, take your upper chest measurement. But we really need to like have a an in-person sizing. Well, you've taught an in-person sizing mm-hmm. before, right? Mm-hmm. I would love to do that again with every single person watching this podcast so that we could all have our measurements accurately taken.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I need to use that measurement when I do a set in because I have shoulders that are smaller, narrower than predicted for my everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember when you made your Carol brawl at that you were, you narrowed out the shoulders quite a bit. I think.
1: I wished I had, I didn't take the time. Oh, Okay. When I had a well collarbone then... surgery, they put in a juvenile plate.
0: <laughs> Jen had collarbone surgery as an adult, y'all, so.
1: Yeah, as a 27-year-old, as a yeah.
0: <laughs> you two have very dainty collarbones. Um, yeah, I'm I delicate. have the opposite. The
1: orthopedic surgeon told me so.
0: I have prominent collarbones that are willing to hold up my entire body. <laughs>
1: I have nothing to say about your colors. <laughs> <laughs> Save it for the in-persons. <laughs> Let's well, talk a little what bit else? about coming events before we wrap up. Right. So today's the first day of the pattern sale. That sale is going to go for a week. And then after that, we're raising prices.
0: Mm-hmm. yep yeah. um, Our patterns take a long time to make and a long time to edit. And, uh, we want to make sure we're more in line with similar patterns.
1: Yeah, we um, are very proud to have kept up with what the market expects from patterns and what gives y'all the greatest experience. Um, and we do need to make sure that our pricing reflects the cost it takes to develop them. So that's coming, um, but not until after the pattern sale. So we want you to have a chance to have the full celebration for that change. Mm-hmm. And then later this month, we'll be releasing... The other two at leisure collections so we'll see keeper and marie then so excited yeah and then in march i will be in portland for the rose city yarn crawl i will be tabling at the naughty lamb on friday so you should come out and see me and if i hear from enough people that there's interest in doing something else <laughs> sneeze I tried to make you will that one (laughs) in time. Um, Yeah. If there's enough interest, uh, (laughs) write me an email, tell me you want me to see me there and maybe we'll put together a brunch or something somewhere. We'll see. No promises, but we'll see.
0: I'm jealous. I was going to go to Portland and then I realized that it's like 10 hours of traveling. And no one's paying me to be there. So yeah. if I cannot... you
1: want to see Beth, send her $600 for a flight because that's what it takes to get from Florida to Portland. And then she'll be there.
0: And extra days of time. No. <laughs> um, yeah. If you would like me to come to Portland, I am accepting <laughs> airfare sponsorships. <laughs> but we've yes. got some together events coming later in the year that we're really excited about. Um. And we've got a collection coming in March too. So stay tuned, everybody. Stay tuned. Yeah. Thank you all so much, as always, for being here. We love your comments. Um, We love having this community. If you are not part of our Slack community, and if you're not on the One Wild Post, our regular newsletter, consider joining over there so that you can get extra interactions with us in between these recordings.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I know that everybody's a video learner. So I personally am not a video learner. So most of the things that we talk about here also come through the emails. So if you are a written learner and you want links to dig in in more depth, the One Wild Post is where you'll get all of that.
0: Yeah. All right. I think that's everything. Yeah.
1: Let's get out of here.
0: Let's get out of here. Have a great day, everyone. Happy knitting.